Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Sundays with Shortland. This Sundays with Shortland is basically the midterm masterclass. And so my goal here is to give you an approach and strategy that you can use to make sure that you do the absolute best on the midterm. Now, the midterm <clears throat> is designed to test a, a certain... It is basically designed to reflect on where we've come. Now, I know a lot of midterms will ask you domain-specific knowledge, you know, define this, define this, define this, define this. That's not what this midterm's about. And, and that's a good thing, right? This midterm is about asking you to reflect on what you have learned in totality across the course so far, and more importantly, what do you think about what you have learned. So let's reflect for a moment on, on the journey that we've been across, right? So, so realistically, we've kind of taken this journey from the, the beginning of forensic psychology, right, in the early 1980s, all the way through till now. And we looked at those kind of growing pains, right, of forensic psychology kind of being put out into the wild and kind of having to, to catch up as we go. And then we've seen forensic psychology again emerge in a similar vein in the kind of the post-2001 world. Again, applied very rigorously, in the, well, sorry, very really in the real world. And then we kind of have to catch up and we have to kind of go, go uh, learn as we go along. And then we saw kind of in the lie detection lecture, some of the issues that we've had there, right? But these, these all, this, this history of forensic psychology, as you will, is all about this balance between good and evil, right? Which sounds unbelievably philosophical and wishy-washy. But, but I want you to think about it in that sense, in that we are constantly striving to do good, right? We're never striving to do evil. We are constantly striving to do good. And in our striving sometimes, you know, we have these, these cases or these issues in which, you know, the application of psychology goes awry. And it's always in this very certain and almost inescapable environment that it goes awry when the stakes are at their highest, when uncertainty is at its highest, when the need for our input is at its highest, and our sincere attempts to do our best are at their highest, right? It's kind of the, the exciting focal point of, of doing psychology in this area. And sometimes, as we've seen from that, you know, there are these kind of calamities, right? There's the stag case, there's the enhanced interrogation techniques case, right? And it brings to bear this kind of battle, if you will, between good and evil. And what this midterm is all about is who's winning, right? So it's almost like who's winning? And almost can we continue this quest for good in the knowledge that sometimes in our, in our quest to do the best that we can and to help as much as we can, we're sometimes going to get it wrong. And how do we handle that? Can we handle those cases when it goes wrong? Or do we need to limit the entire attempts or application of psychology in order to avoid those kind of errors? So that's what it's about. It's not about, I'm not going to ask you to define something. I'm not going to ask you to, you know, in, 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 in five lines or less, tell me the findings of Alison at our 2013. No, I don't want to do that. I want you to tackle the question that bugs all forensic psychologists. So the midterm as a whole. So let me tell you how the midterm structured. Right? The midterm as a, 
You all right, love? Good, yeah. The midterm as a whole is a single essay question, okay? And what that essay question does, and I won't tell you the specific essay question, but I'll tell you basically what it kind of is, is basically reviewing for all that you've learned about forensic psychology. Is the good worth the, is the good worth the bad, right? Now, what happens when I give that essay question to a lot of people is they basically decide in their mind that it's good or bad and they tell me the good story or they tell me the bad story, right? That is only allows you to show me half of what you know because I know that you know the good and you know the bad. And I want you to put all of that on the page. I want you to tell me what we've done well and I want you to tell me what we've done badly. And then at the end, I want you to reflect and say, in summation, if you will, or in review, this is my opinion. There is no right answer here. I have 50% of the students saying we do a terrible job, or at least our, our calamities are too great. And I have 50% of students who say we do, a, you know, we do a fantastic job. And you know, yeah, we've had a few stumbles along the way, but all sciences do, and you know, we need to keep doing it. Because again, crime is the study of the, crime involves humans and the human mind, and psychologists need to be in there. So. Let's think about how to approach this midterm in a way that will allow you to maximize your, your score, right? So, so what a lot of people do is they open up the midterm, they read the question and they think, right, okay, what comes to mind? And they write, right, 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 right. And then they run out of things to say and then they, they sum it up and then they kind of go, oh, there's my essay, right? And I guarantee you when you press send on that essay, as you turn around or you turn around or whatever it is, right, and you walk out the door, you will suddenly start remembering all these things that you could have thought of. So one of the things I want you to think about doing, or one of the things that I encourage students to do that usually helps them perform well in this midterm, is before you start the midterm, write down the topics and the cases that we have covered so far. And do not submit your midterm until you have talked about every single one of them, right? I have, this is a knowledge, this is a knowledge searching assignment. The more knowledge you show me you know, the better your score is gonna be. So don't for a second leave any knowledge in the tank on this one, right? So one of the things I encourage students to do is just write down the different lectures we've had, right? So what was the first lecture? Well, the first lecture was the history of forensic psychology, okay? The second lecture was about kind of the early uses of forensic psychology, right? Kind of the, um, and kind of what that looked like, right? Offender profiling, those two assumptions, his, uh, homology, consistency, and the implications of that, okay? The lecture after that was, was about um, kind of, you know, what the contents of profiles were and the different way in which we've kind of looked at profiling. And, you know, some of the stuff around kind of, you know, Toulmin's philosophy of argument, you know, are they being written well? Are they being done well? No, they're not. But now we've done Toulmin's. Yes, they are, right? So then we've got not only a journey, but we, in that first phase, we have the balance of, of good and evil, right? The evil, and I, I use evil uh, almost figuratively, not, not literally, you know, the bad bits of forensic psychology were that it's, it's you know, it, it, there, there are different kind of, uh, an, an organic grassroots kind of approach to, my dog isn't enjoying this lecture. There's an organic grassroots approach to kind of build, still isn't, 
building this science, right? And then we've got kind of, you know, it was a bit of the Wild West and the two assumptions don't really have a lot of empirical support. And then on top of that, you've kind of got this um, this issue of when we're writing them, they're kind of being written in a very claim heavy, lack of evidence based kind of way. Um, I think it's Douglas's work that, you know, they're not perceived as particularly useful and all this kind of stuff. Right. That's the earth. That's the eeky bit. But. Then we've kind of formalized the process. We've revolutionized the process. We've used a, a statistical approach, right? We've relied on data, on numbers. And when we write the profiles now, we use kind of Torben's philosophy of argument. Mm. Really? We use Torben's philosophy of argument, right? So we have a warrant, a backing. We, we have a, a rebuttal in there. And we provide a more complete, compelling package of knowledge to assist with investigators, right? And then... Right in there, what are the cases that come to mind? Bring it alive, right? You've got the, um, the, the, the Colin Stagg case, right? I mean, that's a, a whole lecture in its own. Tell me the Colin Stagg story, right? That's a really good example of kind of when forensic psychology got a bit ahead of itself, right? And you've also got the um, Eddie Gilfoyle case. It's a really interesting example of science moving at a different speed from kind of legal um, legal cases, right? And, and revolutionized understanding. So that whole first bit there, that's half your midterm right there. The story of profiling, what that tells you about what we do well and what we do badly. And then fast forward 10, 15 years, and we have the exact same pattern now with the enhanced interrogation techniques, right? You know, you've got that idea of kind of psychology being applied and the, the reverse engineering of learned helplessness within the kind of the security domain, which is phenomenally hard to police and study. And then, you know, all of the issues that stem from that. And, you know, if you can do the reading, if you read Shona Mara's piece, or if you, any of the kind of the, the general um, Senate report stuff, fuck it, watch the report movie and get all your, get all your answers from there, right? That's the again, quote unquote, evil part of it. And then you've got the good, right? You've got all the amazing work being done with the orbit model, with Lawrence Allison's data, with the new systematic approach to training, with the, you know all that kind of stuff. That's the good, right? And then you've got, even if you just do that, even if you don't do lie detection, let's say you run out of time, you know, you've got so much in there to then reflect and say, right, what is it that that, that is going on with forensic psychology? What is it that keeps leading to these these situations where it's, you know, it, it does it does keep finding itself in hot water, but it's done so much good for the world. And where do I reflect on that? In in reflection, has it done, you know, more harm than, than good or whatever it is, right? And if you do all of that, if you do list the lectures on the left, list those few interesting cases on the right, Guilfoyle, Stag, enhanced interrogation techniques, right? That's a complete essay right there. But if you don't write those down before you walk into the lecture. Your mind's going to go on autopilot. You're going to start writing the first things that come to your mind. And you could walk out there and completely forget to talk about Toulmin's philosophy of argument or completely forget to talk about the kind of the two kind of bits of offender profiling. Right. But so 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 go in there with all of the lectures in your mind. And when you read the exam question, when you read the midterm question, say, right, how is lecture one relevant to this question? Okay, how is lecture two relevant to this question? How is lecture three relevant to this question? And walk me through, tell me everything you remember about each of the lectures, right? Give me that whole compendium of knowledge that we've developed together over the last seven weeks. And then at the end, just tell me what you feel, tell me what you think. And that will be a very much 
complete midterm essay um, that will get you a really good grade. Now, one thing I'll do, just to, I think I think I've been I've, I've graded. And I've been doing teaching forensic psychology for for somewhere in the region of seven years now. Jeez, I have. What was I? I was 24 when I started teaching this course. Good Lord, I'm old. Uh, or either I'm not old or the course is old or I'm old, one of those two. Um, and so I've, I've, I've graded now in the thousands. And so, wait for that to finish. Cody, are you done? Good boy. Good, good boy. Yes, you're a good boy. Okay, so what would I say the word, what, what is a midterm killer? What, what is... Sorry about that, I had to let the dog out. Okay, so let's go through what I kind of call midterm killers, right? So, so this, what are the things that you could do that immediately will, will, will ruin or lower your grade significantly? The, the first one I always see, People don't write enough. They, they view it almost too close to a short answer question. This is not a short answer question. You have 90 minutes. For the love of, for the love of all things holy, please write. Just please, please write. Um, I, I, at this point, I don't care what you're writing. Just please write. Um, or like getting, getting, uh, getting essays back that are just, uh, you know, a, a single paragraph that don't mention any of the lecture content. That is an absolute killer. And I don't expect any of you to do that. But real, like, like, I mean, deadly serious, let more, more is better and length is your friend here. You don't lose any points for uh, waffling. You will lose points for not saying enough. So I think treat it like an essay and just don't think that it's something you can write concisely because because if you think about how much you you've learned and have to say that should fill the time of writing and i always joke to students when they do this in person i say you know do you does anybody want a second book and people like look at me like you expect a second book and i'm like yeah it's like i think you know i'll give out a few second books you know as the as, the, as it goes on because people get get in the flow they start their writing the second thing i would say is a real kind of essay killer is is just not not speaking in enough detail. So people could talk, you know, well, profiling is the, you know, the profile, the, the profiling is, um, you know, um, predicting the psychological and behavioral characteristics of an offender based on their crime scene behaviors. It's based on these two core assumptions, but they don't have very much support. Uh, it was developed kind of in the, you know, originally in fiction in the 1930s. And, you know, now it's kind of moved on. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, bad profiling led to the common stag case. OK, that's not bad. All the knowledge is there. I know you know what you're talking about. But to get a better grade, you know, what I would expect to see, you know, it's kind of, you know, Douglas 1994. Douglas 1994, you know, defined profiling as the psychological process of blah, 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 blah. Profiling as a science is based on two assumptions, the assumption of homology, which means X, and behavioural consistency, which means Y. However, neither of these two assumptions have a significant degree of support, and Allison and Mokras in 2002 pointed out that the offender profiling equation struggles with the reality of human behaviour because it doesn't, affect, it doesn't account enough for the environment. In terms of the contents of profiles, Research by Allison et al. 2003 found that in 800, sorry, in 16 profiles analysed, you know, before 2004, they found that the majority of, of, of assertions made were claims. You know, you just just reference the source text and speak with a degree of, of 
scientific detail or, or confidence, if you will. You know, talk, when you get to the enhanced interrogation, tell me what learned helplessness is. Tell me what the enhanced interrogation techniques are. Tell me what orbit is. You know, tell me what the... Tell me that orbit as a, as a theory of interrogation is based on motivational interviewing and the interpersonal behavioural circumplex. And that motivational interviewing has five subparts. It's about breadth, right? I want you to, to talk about everything you know. And it's about depth. I want you to show me how much you know about each one of these. And I know I sound like I'm asking for a lot, um, but it, it's amazing how much a tiny bit of depth will make your essay sound a lot more rooted to the kind of things that I've written in the slides and the things that are in your reading. So that's the one thing I would say to try and do where possible, because add that degree of clarity, add that degree of a reference here and there, define the odd term here and there, unpack a model when you mention it, and it would just keep the, the tone of it as academic as possible. But what I really want you to do is, and this will sound... I don't know if you'll believe me when I say it. Enjoy it. Like, like really enjoy it. Like the, the first half of this course is this, 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 this checkered history of forensic psychology as we've kind of gone through the different phases. And I just want you to reflect on that and think about it and just tell me, tell me straight, what do you believe of everything you've been told? Because for every bad I've tried to tell you, I've tried to show you a good. So it's, it's meant to be balanced. And by being balanced, it hopefully should make it easy for you to talk about the positives and the negatives and then sum it up. The perfect essay goes like this. Bad profiling, good profiling, Colin Stagg, Eddie Gilfoyle. Bad enhanced interrogation, good orbit, um, uh, lie detection. You could, you could bring in lie detection in terms of kind of, you know, one of the issues forensic psychology always has is that it's based, it is a psychological science. It's rooted in the need to do experimental designs and that doesn't naturally mesh with a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, 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 the real world of crime. So we end up down little rabbit holes of things that are super easy to experiment, e.g., you know, lie detection. We do all this phenomenally nuanced lie detection work, but if you talk to a cop in the real world, they're more interested in getting someone to speak to them than they are looking if they, you know, if they look left or if they scratch their right shoulder or whatever it is. Right. So bring in lie detection and then sum it all up. And if you do that, if you follow that flow, it'll come naturally. You'll be amazed how much comes back to you and how natural it feels. And then tell me what you think at the end of it. And we should all be getting great grades. So that is the midterm masterclass. Right. Think of your knowledge as the analogy I always give. Think of everything you've learned as a pie. Some of you may have massive pies if you've listened to all the lectures and done all the readings and taken copious notes. Some of you may have smaller pies. Oh, that's fine. This midterm is not about asking for slices of the pie. It's not do you know A, do you know B, do you know C, do you know D. This midterm is a softball throw at you question so you can give me the whole goddamn pie. Like I want everything you know on that page in front of me. Show me what you know. Right, show me everything. And the more, the bigger, the more of that pie you can throw down onto the page in 90 minutes, the more you can tell me you've listened to, you've heard, you've remembered, the better your grade is going to be. But just get in there, enjoy it. Think about what psychology has done and what psychology is. Because it's a question we still struggle with to this very day. I was in a meeting, unbelievable. I was in a meeting last week 
And uh, one of one of my colleagues in the military psychology division got a, a presidential citation for her excellent work. And one of the other psychologists was like, that person shouldn't have a citation for human rights abuses. It's like, come on now. So we're, like, we're still in this world of debating, you know, where psychology should go and where psychology shouldn't go. And this is your chance to tell me how much should it be in this space and how well it's doing kind of since we started doing it and ignore all the TV shows. So I hope you enjoy the midterm. Any questions, always, always let me know. But a little bit of prep before you go in will really help you because when that, when, that, when that timer starts and you get the old exam tunnel vision, it's very hard to, to remember everything you know unless you've got a few notes around you, a little bit of structure around you to help you remember. Lecture one. What was lecture one? I've got it written down. How can I apply that? Yes, that's exactly what I can do. Lecture two. What were you? I've got it written down. Right. What are the cases I remember? Stack. Guilfoyle. Right. Bring those in. Right. Have that list down there. Have that list. When I go in and I see in the, when students are doing this and I go in there and I used to do it. I used to do it and not let them have any notes. Uh, I, I let them have notes now. But when I used to go in, the student used to sit down and the first thing they did was write down the name of the seven or eight lectures they'd had or however many it was at that time. If they wrote all of those down before they started and I saw it on the corner of their paper, I knew they were going to do well. Because I know they're going to go, right, talk about lecture one, talk about lecture two, talk about lecture three. Otherwise, what I see, people open the question up and they, re they remember the last lecture they heard. So they tell me all about rapport. And then they can't remember the rest of it anymore because they're tired and it's an exam. So a little bit of prep before you go in and you're going to do fantastic. So I hope this lecture helps. I hope this Sundays with Shortland helps prepare you for the midterm. It is your chance to shine. You're all going to do well. I believe in you. So with that, I'll let you go. And with the email that announces this one, I'll tell you all about just where it's going to be and how long you have. So have a great day. I will see you soon. Enjoy. <laughs>